listening to Famous First Times, a podcast about famous people's first sexual experiences and all the sexy times that they might have had throughout their life. I'm Ian. And I'm Dom. We'll be your guides. We'll be your guide <laughs> through this experience. <laughs> and we've got, we've got a big name. Four big names, Dom. Four big four, names. Four big fuckers. End the series with the big boys. It's the Beatles. Nice. The Beatles. The Beatles. Ian, do you like the Beatles? Of course I do. Who doesn't? I don't know. Do you still listen to the Beatles? Do you bother now? Fucking yeah, all the time. I'm a bit of a basic bitch, really. <laughs> yeah. My fucking favourite bands are Beatles. My favourite really? films, Pulp Fiction. My favourite food, pizza. I'm a fucking basic bastard. Jesus. But you're also pretty weird. Yeah, I still like other weird shit, but the actual favourite shit is just the same as every fucker else. <sighs> But I'm obsessed with hip-hop acts versus the Beatles. Yeah, right. So yeah, I do love the Beatles, but... You've got the better version of the Beatles. I don't want to be a cunt but I am more yeah. advanced than you when so it comes like, to Beatles. You know, let's start with one of the Beatles. Please. Um, before we start proper, I've got a couple of little things for you. Okay, Day Tripper. Who wrote Day Tripper? I think that was Paul. Yep. Yep, it was Paul. Yes! Fucking trivia! So, but what, he, what he's saying here is that they used to put in cheeky references that they knew their mates would get, but that the public at large wouldn't. So she's a big teaser from Day Tripper. Starting off as, she's a prick teaser. Yeah, that's good, that, that's good. yeah. Oh, that's nice. um, here's the other one. So Eggman from... I'm the walrus. I'm the walrus. What do you reckon Eggman is? Who do you reckon, Egg- Who do you reckon he is? <laughs> and what do you reckon he did with his eggs? <laughs> I think the Eggman was George Martin and he used to harvest young girls' eggs <laughs> to make a, an army of beetle clones. You're not a million miles off. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it involves young girls. So apparently the Eggman is Eric Burden yeah. from the animals. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he was he was mates with John Lennon, wasn't he? and he was a fucking rough bastard. He was known to his friends as Eggs because he was fond of breaking eggs over naked girls during sex. <laughs> That's like Dave Grohl with his beers, but Eggs is well worse, isn't it? Smashing eggs over a girl's head while he's shagging them. Or is he just like cracking them on the tits? It doesn't go. He just said he was fond of breaking them over him. Didn't yeah. say which bit or how. I like to think he just cracked it over the t- over the tits. I think I like to think of him just like. While they're like climaxing, just whacking egg over the red. <laughs> so they've got all yolk running down the face while, <laughs> while they're having a nice time. Uh, in Exotopography, he describes an RG Mayfair following an evening at the Scotch of St. James, in which John Lennon watches him break amyl nitrate capsules under the noses of two half naked girls and follow this up with two raw eggs. John is quoted as encouraging him with. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Go get it, Eggman. Go for it. I've been there already. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So does every single line mean something? Must do. Everything must have some weird meaning, and it's probably a bit rough. <laughs> probably dark. Not as childish as we we always thought. I thought they were just being like, "What's a funny thing to sing about? Let's talk about eggs. That's funny. Okay, <laughs> but no, it's about people breaking eggs over naked, naked ladies." Women. That's just a little introduction to it all. Who do you want to start with? Name name your Beatle. I'm going to go with Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, right. Big one. Is he your favourite Beatle, Paul? Paul McCartney, yeah. Why? I think he's got the best tunes. Most of my favourite songs are John songs, but I think Paul wrote more good songs and he's more, I think he's more inventive than John. Yeah, I agree. Paul's my favourite as well. Wasn't when I was a teenager, when I was a kid. It was like all Lennon because he, he had the edge. When I grew up, heard more about hooks and pop songs. It was Paul yeah. all the way. So you're in agreement, Paul's best beat. I, th- I think so, yeah. I'd say Good, that. good. Yeah. We don't often agree. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, first little story. You, you, you're going to like this one. This is from All These Years, Volume 1, The Beatles, by Mark Lewis Owen. This is a little story about young Paul McCartney. So he became a teenager in 1955, June. And one day, his mum found a dirty drawing in his shirt pocket. She was always checking his pockets for tickets and shit. Um, Paul was a witty cartoonist, and this was a typically creative piece of work. A scrap of paper that had a clothed woman on the front, but which, when unfolded, showed her gradually disrobing until naked. (laughs) I can't imagine it. Clothed on the front, open it, bit less clothes, open it a bit more. Keep unfolding yeah. it and then it knack. Yeah. Murray was shocked. Murray's his mum. Murray was shocked and offended by such imagery. So when she confronted Paul, he blamed another boy in his class for drawing it. And it says here, a fretful domestic impasse resulted. Paul says, It went three days and <laughs> my father was called well, onto the case. No, no, no. no. <laughs> What's this? That's not Paul McCartney. That's just nasty stuff. I just wanted to tell them all like this. <laughs> no, no, no. Try again. Every single one of them exactly the fucking same. <laughs> right. Rewind. Do oh, it again. Okay. Do, do Paul. Paul says. It went three days and my father was called in on the case. He grilled me. I still denied it. And in the end, he broke me down and I admitted it and cried. <laughs> Crying over <laughs> making a big fucking deal out of this truck. I did it, I did it, naughty pictures. Oh, yeah. I can kind of imagine that just being like, oh, t- like 13, 13 here, innit? Just being the most embarrassed in the fucking world. Your mum's found you drawing pictures and making, not even real pictures. I remember just... drawing, you know, the fucking Muppet Babies? Yeah. I had like an alternate rhyme for the, the Muppet Babies theme tune. I can't remember what it was, but it had some rude words in it and it had like vague references to sex and I drew Miss Piggy with like little tits. <gasps> no way. And and I was so fucking ashamed of it. I like <laughs> I, I punched a hole in the back of my wardrobe, like I, I made it I dug a hole through with a knife Fuck and like, stuffed it down the ba- back of my wardrobe. So no one could ever find it. You mad cunt. Why? Why did it? Why did you throw it in bed? Just thought, well, I wanted to keep it because it was fucking amazing. What? You got off on it? Like you found it sexy? Yeah, I fucking wanked over it every night. (laughs) Like Miss Piggy with like a fucking eight-year-old drawing of Miss Piggy with her tits out. Yeah, I wanked over that. (laughs) 
that what you want me to say? That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, I never said that. Why did you want to keep it then? You're obviously getting a bit of a thrill off it. That's why you went to all this effort, carving holes in secret I secret d- holes in the wall. I'd drawn this thing that I'd made up from my own mind. Erotic picture of Miss Piggy. Yeah. She had text can't say it's not erotic. Say it's erotic. Say <laughs> so it was erotic. Say <laughs> so it was erotic picture of Miss it, Piggy. It was erotic. And I thought it was funny as well. <laughs> I, thought I'd, I thought I'd created it was my first creative thing that I was proud of I don't I don't remember anything before that that I was like I've done something funny and sexy and weird and I've committed it to paper it was like set me up for everything else I've created in my entire life that is a fucking formative moment that it was and I wanted to keep it because of that so I like shoved it down the back of my wardrobe (laughs) through this hole and and, like my mum found it like the next Weak as no ever, way. because you know it's a dog <laughs> fucking punched a hole through the back of my wardrobe. <laughs> like, what did she say to she you? Didn't say anything, and she just put it in the bin, and that was it. What did you did you take it out of the bin or did you just let it go? No, no, that was it. I just like, oh shit, my mum's <laughs> fucking found that thing. So embarrassed, but like, you know, there was no swears in it. It was pretty PG, <laughs> so um, it wasn't that bad. But like, knowing the shame that I felt from that, I can imagine. Paul's on drawing these little yeah. nudies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so there you go. Let's get to Paul's virginity. Yes, let's. <laughs> so Paul managed to lose his virginity while still 15 with a girl named Layla, although others remember as Valerie. And she was a buxom miss who lived just off Mather Avenue. Uh, she was babysitting her sister one evening and invited Paul to join her. Paul was cock-a-hoop and wasted no time boasting about it. <laughs> but, the, but this is a quote from Hunter Davis's book, The Beatles. So this is what Paul said about losing virginity. I got it for the first time at 15. I suppose that was a bit early to get it. I was about the first in my class. She was older and bigger than me. It was at her house. She was supposed to be babysitting while her mum was out. I told everybody at school the next day, of course... I was a real squealer. <laughs> <laughs> squealer. That makes it sound like he was squealing while he was shagging the man. Love it! So pretty basic Virginia story, but he was 15, kind of young, not mega young. Pretty standard, that. Nothing too wild, is it? You had to like, point out that she's bigger than him. Yeah, bigger. That's, uh, there's not many details in it. The only detail about her is that she's... Bigger. Older and bigger. Older and bigger. It makes it seem really... Like it's just a tiny little Paul McCartney. <laughs> like, like a Robert Crumb cartoon or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's, that's pretty normal. There's some fucking wild shit. This is from a 1997 biography of Paul McCartney by Barry Miles called Many Years From Now. And it's regarded as the official biography of McCartney. Loads of interviews with him. So these are his own words. And uh, this is some stuff he he said about sex. I used to read books, sex manuals. My mum had this big book called Black's Medical Dictionary. I'd leaf through that and I'd look up sex things. You'd have to go past graphic pictures of terrible operations and forceps on hemorrhoids. Ooh, fucking hell. (laughs) And people with terrible boils. Ooh, (laughs) to get to the good bit. But to this day, I still remember 
the Mons Veneris. Funny, basically. Funny. Can I have a peek at your mom's venomous then? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Very nice, but quite old-fashioned. <laughs> Man, they just showed them like, looking through fucking <laughs> medical dictionaries to get his rocks off. That's the 60s, man. Oh, 50s, f- even. 50s, 50s, yeah. Yeah, that's the 50s. This is his mum's book. Just him, right, going up to girls like a fucking 13... Can I have a peek at your mum's venomous? <laughs> yeah. What's your mum's venomous? I don't know what that is. Well, I'll uh, show you. <laughs> Just sneaky cheeky, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've given me the invite to tell you what it is. I'll have to show you. <laughs> and I continue with the book theme. I remember being at some place babysitting somewhere and they had a book that said the man should take his time. And the man should withdraw. F- <laughs> the man should withdraw slowly. Those were hints I got from that. It's your education. <laughs> Pretty keen on it all, isn't it, Paul? He's keen he's to learning, learn. Isn't it? Yeah, he's keen to learn. Right, here's some of the maddest shit. This is from the same book, many years from now. And he says he had other vaguely sexual memories of his mother. At night, there was one moment when she would pass our bedroom door in underwear, which was the only time I would ever see that. And I used to get sexually aroused. Just a funny little bit. I mean, it never went beyond that, but I was quite proud of it. I thought, that's pretty good. It's not everyone's mum that's got the power to arouse. (laughs) I never saw her naked. I saw my father naked once or twice in the bath and it was quite a shock. You just didn't see your parents naked. It's not like me and my kids. I'll be naked around them. How mad is that shit? Why is he talking about <laughs> that? Why is he coming out with that? Like, fucking fair play to you, mum. <laughs> Give me a boner. That's, <laughs> that's really, really, not, that's a power. How are they? Not many mums have. Yeah. You've got a superpower. There's, there's no shame, no. He's just really, really keen to big up his mum to yeah. see how fit his mum was. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought, that's pretty good. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? But he never went further than that. Uh, man, that he has like, to point that out. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't think that it did. <laughs> no one did, Paul. No one no thought No one you. was thinking that. Like she was doing it on purpose to like, fucking lure it. Didn't go further than what? How far? Wait, wait. You seen her? You got a bone on? Did she see you? What? Oh. what wait, wait. What's going oh. on here? So this what was this? Nineteen ninety-seven. It's that era, that perfect era when anyone just said what the fuck and no one cared. Man. I talked about his, his early wanking sessions here as well. We used to have wanking sessions when we were young at Nigel Wally's house in Walton. <laughs> We'd stay overnight and we'd all sit in armchairs and we'd put all the lights out. And being teenage pubescent boys, we'd all wank. What we used to do? Someone would say, Bridget Bardo. Oh, that would keep everyone on par. <laughs> then someone would, probably John, would say, Winston Churchill. <laughs> oh no! And it would completely ruin everybody's concentration. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a famous story that have you heard that before uh, yeah yeah it's quite one, yeah, yeah it's quite famous isn't it but the fact that they just all sat around wanking that's yeah. not 
normal, no, is it? No, it can't be that normal. I've never done that, and I can't imagine it's that common. I maybe don't know in the 50s. anyone who's done it. Maybe we just know a lot of prudes. Yeah, or maybe in the 50s, that's, that's what was the thing to do. Yeah, you can't go on Pornhub. Just had to lie, sit back wanking with your eyes closed. With, with your saying, mate saying, yeah. fucking Cheryl Tweedy. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Then someone... Jenny Frost <laughs> <laughs> and then some dickhead ruining it Pauline Quirk <laughs> oh. Paul talked about this in an interview in GQ in 2018 like the interview asked him did you really do that yeah. and here's, here's what he said there are so many things like that from when you're a kid that you look back on and you did we do that <laughs> but it was good harmless fun it didn't hurt anyone not even Bridget Bardo. <laughs> yeah, still not ashamed. Not no. trying to backpedal over that. He's not ashamed of much, is he, Paul? I didn't think he'd be this. But if you open. like listen to interviews, he never expands on anything, hardly ever, and you just like have to accept it. Yeah, his whole thing is, but it was good, harmless fun. Whatever uh, happened, it just happened. Yeah. No one can really... Uh, that's the Paul McCartney thing. Just a, a shrug with a smile. Shrug with a smile. That's, that's how he made all his music. Yeah, that's his vibe, isn't it? Even when he's on about fucking wanking with his mates. <laughs> harmless fun. Just whatever happened, happened. Getting off on his mum, wanking over his mum. It's just me mum walking past the door and I got a bone on. Whatever, you know. She <laughs> looked great. Same if it's with a shrug. It's, no, you can't shrug over this shit. This is heavy shit, Paul. Back to the Many Years book. So he talks about his reasons for starting the Beatles. We always said the only reason to be in a group was not to have a job and to get girls. So when you did a gig, you'd play and you'd try to pick up a girl. And after the show, maybe, it was a knee trembler, as it's called, in an alleyway round the back of some shed or garage. Classic Britain, isn't it? Just Classic doing outside. Liverpool. <laughs> Why? Oh, yeah. Fucking... Tomlinson. Tomlinson. <laughs> Shagging against Classic a shed. Classic knee trembler against a fucking shed. That's the word he used as well, isn't it? Knee trembler. It's, it must be a real Liverpool thing. Yeah. But yeah, just fucking outside. Yeah. <laughs> Next to sheds Let's and just shit. go for a fuck outside. <laughs> so it's just It's okay. It's just something that's happening. <laughs> Everything's just something that's happening. Okay. Yeah, that's Paul, in it? That's Paul's vibe. In the early days, there was no hotel or motel to go to. That was out of the question. You couldn't go back to her house or your house because the parents were nearly always in. I remember meeting some strange girls in those early days. One girl had a girdle on. I'd never met anyone with a girdle before, and that had to be overcome. Fumbling teenage fingers, it was a damn good barrier. Fuck's a girdle. It's like a corset. So it doesn't cover tits or funny. So why is he so arsed? Just leave it on. <laughs> well, maybe he wanted to get to all of it. Maybe a girdle does co- cover the bottom as well. I think it might be knickers with a stomach bit as well. Right, okay. I think that might be the full girdle experience. Right. Uh, they, they go on about Bridget Bardot loads. Apparently when John was a kid, he had a poster of Bridget Bardot, a, a drawing of her from some film, above his bed. So we'd wake up and see this drawing of Bridget Bardot. Yeah. They were fucking obsessed. And he says here, they meet her once when they were famous. And here's what he says. She was pretty cool. John once met her. Didn't get on very well. I think he was trying to shag her. And I think he was probably drunk. And I think he probably misbehaved and was boorish, which was well possible. 
Can you imagine that? Imagine what a prick he was. To yeah, us. like even though he was starstruck, he's like, that's how he gets over his fear of someone that he admires just by getting right in the face and going, "I used to fucking wank over you." <laughs> I used to think you was fucking fine. <laughs> and you're a little bit older now, but that's fine. I'd still put my dick right inside your fanny. <laughs> okay, thanks, John. Fuck off. Yeah, Paul's master of understatement there, isn't he? Probably yeah. misbehaved. Probably misbehaved. Fucking scumbag back then, wasn't he? So John was going out with Cynthia at this point. Uh, talk about the Bridget Bardot thing here. Cynthia wasn't actually a blonde, but... John got her to dye a blonde to look a bit more like Bridget. I remember he and I talking and saying, yeah, well, the more that they look like Bridget, the better off we are, mate. <laughs> the better off we are, mate. What the <laughs> They're just better off. <laughs> They're not better off. What are they on about? They're little kids obsessed, aren't they? Uh, Paul talks about when they go to Hamburg to play all the gigs in 1960, and this is where things really took off for him, dick-wise. It was a sexual awakening for us. We didn't have much practical knowledge till we went to Hamburg. We were baptised in Hamburg because there were the girls. Of course, it was striptease girls and hookers. I remember going out with a shortish, dark-haired girl who was quite attractive, but I think she was a stripteaser. She was certainly something professional, and I remember feeling very intimidated in bed with her. Spent the whole night not doing an awful lot, but trying to work up to it. Those terrible, painful years. But it was all good practice, I suppose. Yeah, so Paul then wasn't top shagger, going out with a strip teaser. Spent the whole night not doing anything, but trying to work his way up to it. Yeah, he doesn't sound like he's having a fucking fabulous time here. No. It's a bit too much for him by the sounds of it. That's a little glimpse. That's like Paul being more candid than, yeah. than what you were used to. So he, he talks a bit more about Hamburg later on, and he says how they became really close in Hamburg, tighter than ever, and there was no privacy. I'd walk in on John, and I'd see a little bottom <laughs> bobbing up and down with the girl underneath him. It was perfectly normal. You go, oh shit, sorry, I'm back out of the room. It was very teenage. Are you using this room? I want to have a shag. <laughs> walking in seeing John's ass bobbing up and down (laughs) but the dead like English apologetic oh do excuse me I'm just going to back out of this room (laughs) apparently in 1961 Paul and John went hitchhiking in Paris did you know that? you know about this? no yeah hitchhiked all the way to Paris Uh, and they got there and this is what Paul said about it the only French we knew was right I've got to do Scouse doing French. <laughs> fucking hard. Avez-vous un hotel pour la nuit? <laughs> and, and avez-vous un chambre? We ended up in Montemarte, and by that time it was getting late. Some rather friendly prostitutes kindly took pity on us. They were the only people out. So he says, avez-vous un hotel pour la nuit? <laughs> We thought our luck had really changed. We thought, wow, this is a prostitute. There may be all sorts of bonuses thrown in here. But in fact, it was Unchamber, Paul La Nuit, where the two of us just slept, awaiting great pleasures that didn't come. 
But we slept and that was the main thing. I remember we ordered something from a French waitress and she said, Merci, Monsieur. And we thought, oh, Jesus Christ, she is so sexy. It was just the French voice and she had hair under her arms. Oh, my God, that was wild (laughs) and was boring us in the extreme. I've just never seen anybody with hair under her arms. (laughs) That's his thing. That's one of his things then. Yeah. Boredness and extreme. Fucking ain't. It's just hairy armpits. Bit different. Yeah, well, you don't see it, do you, in the UK? So it is. <laughs> do, you think, do you think it's wild? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just like a bit different, isn't it? A bit different. Something a bit different, isn't it? Like my mum says. <laughs> Whenever she doesn't like something. Oh, a bit different. <laughs> Get her a present. Do you like that, Mum? Bit different. (laughs) That's what Paul McCartney's reaction to that is. Bit different, this. No, no, I... I, Yeah, I can see why you get off on summer culturally apart. Yeah. Yeah, just sound really disappointed. Like, he was going to sleep on the streets. (laughs) He had fucking nowhere to be. And, like... Prostitutes who had no, who probably had everything to lose by inviting strange teenagers to stay with them, Hmm. put them up for the night with the goodness of the heart, and they're like, ah, but they're not shagged us. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he's saying. You greedy bastard. (laughs) They've been so nice to you, and you still want your underwear. In his biography, Paul talks a little bit about what he got up to with women when he was a kid when I was younger I got around quite a lot of girls I felt that was okay I was a young bachelor and I didn't feel ashamed of it in any way I feel good about it it felt natural my dad used to say to me I had to worry about syphilis gonorrhea I'd say well we don't have to worry about that now he'd say I had to worry about getting girls pregnant. I say, they're on the pill. It seemed to me that the whole period when I was there in the hunting game, all the conditions became spectacularly right. (laughs) That alongside the other things, because I wasn't married to Jane, I was pretty free. I remember John very much envying me. He said, well, if you go out with another girl, (laughs) what does Jane think? And I said, well, I don't care what she thinks. We're not married. We've got a perfectly sensible relationship. He was well jealous of that because at this time he couldn't do that. He was married with Cynthia and with a lot of energy bursting to get out. When Paul was seeing Jane, Jane asked you this, just shagging around with other women. And because he wasn't married, can't say fuck all. But John's like, I've got a wedding ring on. I can't shag about like he fucking didn't as well yeah he totally did talked about getting with Linda uh, it's quite sweet the way he talked about this the Linda the Linda the Linda the, McCartney the... that Linda mm. I've always had quite serious relationships I didn't have that many women I'd had girlfriends and one night stands a lot the swinging 60s sexual revolution but this was the start of a new kind of relationship for me quite nice isn't it 
He's so, nice, yeah. He's got with someone he likes. Big fucking one. <laughs> that's all he's saying, isn't it? So, I think that's a bit bollocks. He didn't have that many women. He's like, you fucking well, did he? was shagging around loads. Yeah, yeah, he was a beetle. Yeah, and he, had, and he had tons of girlfriends. Yeah, he had a fucking caravan parked outside the gigs and he was like queuing up queues of them waiting to get in. And... Is that right? Is that what they were doing? Yeah. He talks about songwriting here. I like to get away from people to songwrite. I don't like to do it in front of people. It's like sex for me. I was never an orgy man. Well, he talked about orgies a bit more in that GQ interview. So uh, he was an orgy man. 2018. Um, well, let's see what he says about it. There weren't really orgies, to my knowledge. There were sexual encounters of the celestial kind, and there were groupies. The nearest it got, see, this is my experience, because I'm just not into orgies. I don't want anyone else there, personally. It ruins it. I've never actually done it. It didn't appeal to me, the idea. There was once when we were in Vegas, where the tour guy, a fixer, said, you're going to Vegas, guys. You want a hooker? We were all, yeah. And I requested two, and then I had them, and it was a wonderful experience. That's the closest that I've ever came to an RG. <laughs> what the fuck is the other way? He said, oh, I've never done it, I never, but I did have one, but that was the closest I got. He's had an RG, but then well, he said he didn't. Well, it was only two hookers. <laughs> yes, that's it. It needs to it be was three. only two hookers, and it's not like the RG I had with all the guys wanking in the same room. <laughs> that wasn't an RG either. <laughs> And, you know, there's always been loads of people around while I've been shagging, but what I count as an orgy is loads of people touching my dick at the same time, and I've never done that. That makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it's that Paul McCartney shrugging it. Just yeah. bullshitting yeah. things off. And he gets away with it because he's a nice fucking guy. <laughs> no, one, no one calls him up on it. He's guys, shit. Guys, I wrote Love Me Do. Stop <laughs> ah, badgering me. Ah, leave him be. <laughs> it's Paul. It's leave, Paul. leave me be. <laughs> I'm Paul McCartney. <laughs> I'm such a nice guy. <laughs> so if I fuck loads of people, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Cancelled. I'm going to say Paul McCartney is woke. Lovely bloke. Nice to ladies. Everyone's having a nice time and enjoying themselves. No yeah. one is upset about how he's behaving. I would go with that, yeah. He's, he's a nice guy. He could get upset with it. There's no evidence that they <laughs> Because he's made sure that nothing against him. <laughs> he's killed everyone. <laughs> I think there's a bit of a sneaky side to him. But overall, yeah, woke. I'll say woke. Okay, let's woke. go with that. Woke. Right. Bullshit scale. What do you reckon? On the carne. Talks bollocks about a few things, like the RGs, not having RGs, but he does have RGs. Um, yeah, he don't know where he's at with that. But at the same time, he's super candid about like his mum. Yeah, bullshit mom, so. scale six. Six. I'll go for that. Average. Average bullshit. Average bullshit. <laughs> the same old bullshit. <laughs> most people can tell. <laughs> 
you want to do next then? Who's your second favourite Beatle? Second favourite Beatle is Ringo. Ringo, okay. What do you think of Ringo? He's my second favourite Beatle. <laughs> what do you think of Ringo's dick? I don't know anything about his dick. He's your second favourite dick. <laughs> I've not got a favourite dick. I've not got a second favourite dick. Don't know what Ringo's dick's like. So uh, there's no dick pecking order. Pecker pecking order. All right. But Ringo is fucking... He's not only my favourite drummer, like, ever. He's my favourite musician ever. What? What? It's just like, I just fucking... Of any musician ever, I think he's the most inventive... And the most listenable, he's like, you know, you could isolate anything he ever plays and just listen to it on a loop for hours. No, I, I wouldn't. What do you mean musician? More than more than John Lennon, more than Paul McCartney. Yeah. Are you bullshitting? No, I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> I just think, you know, John Lennon, what, as a guitarist, is fucking really, really average. He's quite a good rhythm guitarist. Oh. Not as good as... Lou Reed, Paul McCartney is a f- he is one of my favorite musicians. He's definitely my favorite bassist. Who's but... your favorite guitarist then? Chuck Berry. What about Kurt Cobain? Where would he come? He can play guitar. But I don't have to be amazing at playing guitar to be your favorite. No, and that's that's exactly my yeah. point. Ringo is not fucking Buddy Rich. He's not fucking John Bonham. But he's more listenable than than any of them being a great musician isn't massively important or we'd all be listening to Santana you know, Santana and fucking wank Clapton, jazz Clapton Clapton yeah. Yeah, yeah wow that's a mad I, I didn't expect to hear that but yeah I do regularly um, search Ringo Star Isolated Drums on YouTube <laughs> and just me and buzz off it, yeah, because it's fucking great. Fucking nerd. Uh, you said the Beatles are your favourite band, but that's going way too far. Well, I'm just demonstrating how much I like Ringo. How come you can give a fuck about his solo drum tracks and not his dick? Because I've never experienced his dick. Have <laughs> you ever, ever thought about his dick? Have you ever wondered, daydreamed about his dick? I've, oh, I've, oh, I've wondered. <laughs> oh, I've daydreamed. But, um, you know... Never really let myself form an opinion. Oh, do you think he treated women? Do you think he was good with women? Yes. <laughs> yes. Is it because he's your I second favourite nothing to man? base this on, but he seems like a really nice guy. And I imagine he's just really nice to everyone. Yeah. This is going to shatter my opinion of Ringo, isn't it? I'm not saying anything. It's literally no spoilers. Do you want to have a guess at his virginity story? Um, I think he was just really nice to a lady. <laughs> <laughs> She offered herself to him and he, hey, why why the heck not? And then went for it. All right, let's dive into the first story. His young thoughts about sex as a young kid. I'd found out about sex at a very early age, twice. Two girls told their mother that I'd had their knickers off and was looking at them <laughs> and feeling them. <laughs> this was when I was eight. We were all kids. We were just looking and touching, the natural way of growing up. (laughs) It was like living on a farm. We had our friend whose sister we could all feel. We wouldn't do anything else. We'd just look at it and feel it and all laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Straight out of the bash with some fucking wild shit, Ringo. Shit. 
It was like living on a farm. Just with <laughs> animals, but instead of animals, girls minges. <laughs> I don't like we had a friendly sister we could all feel. It's fucking dark. I don't like that. It's so bad that, isn't it? We just look at it and feel it and all laugh. It's like, that's so grim as fuck, isn't it? It's like, what was this girl thinking? Why could they all... I mean, I'm assuming that she was just like, you know, up for it and everyone was touching each other. He did say they was all touching each other. Yeah. So he was probably getting his bollocks, like, slapped about. <laughs> Little eight-year-old bollocks being slapped about. The way Ringo portrays it, it was all just good fun. Everyone's having a good time and it's all really nice. And that's all we know. So that's all we got to go off of this. And I think it was all right. It's a bunch of eight-year-old kids touching each other. <laughs> and laughing. Laughing. <laughs> Looking, touching, It was all good laughing. fun. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> Not into that one. Is it already fucking uh, with you? Let's idea just Ringo? fucking keep going. <laughs> all right. He's 13 now. Uh, he gets pleurisy. He's in hospital for <laughs> fucking ages. It turned into tuberculosis. So he got put in hospital for a year, a full fucking year at 13. The second time I went into hospital, there was Sister Clark (laughs) and Nurse Edgington. Being 13 or 14, it was puberty for me. And when the nurses would kiss us goodnight, it was all quite frisky. Will you kiss me goodnight, nurse? (laughs) And I'd get a really good kiss off a lot of them. They were all young. They weren't old anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 18 to 20. We had two wards separated by a partition, with girls in one ward and boys in the other. There was a lot of hot bashing going on. We'd sneak in at night to the girls' ward and fumble around. I'd stand there for hours trying to get a touch of tit. (laughs) (laughs) We, we, We all had tuberculosis, of course, spreading those damn germs to each other. You'd go to the movies and try to get your arm round a girl so you could stretch it down a little and get a feel. <laughs> Who are these fucking saucy carry-on nurses giving 18-year-old giving little kids kisses? Yeah, really frisky kisses. Yeah. He's, that's in his head, that. These, yeah. these nurses just think, oh, it's this little kid who misses his mum. But I kiss. bet you don't get kisses on children's ward anymore. No, no way. But fucking no. PC gone mad in it. <laughs> fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you little kids can't get bonus over the not so old nurses. I'd stand there for hours trying to get a touch of tape. Yeah, what's that? Why? Stand there for hours. He's not saying like I'd, you know, go around and chat them up and, <laughs> you know, try and get off with them. I'd just stand around just waiting for someone to like offer yeah. the body parts to him. What? What's he doing? <laughs> Just like stood in middle of the room with his hand out, <laughs> honking into air. <laughs> Just waiting for someone to go, all right, here, <laughs> have a bit of this. He said he had girlfriends in hospital, but as soon as he got out, fucked them all off. Just went chasing normal girls. And this is what he said about the Non-tuberculosis ones. <laughs> yeah, the good ones, real ones. We all had tuberculosis, of course. Yeah. <laughs> right, you want a proper virginity story? A fucking hell Here yes. Here we go. I actually lost my virginity in Sefton Park at about 16. It was very weird. Two girls and a friend of mine on the grass at the back of the fairground. And there was all the fairground music and Frankie Lane and millions of people around. And this was it, us in the grass and ghost riders in the sky. It was really exciting. And at that age, once in and you want to live there. 
It was always on my mind for a long time. <laughs> so Ringo's first shag was an orgy. Him and his mate and two girls. Yeah. Do we have any and idea paper. of the age? Six, about 16, he says. About 16. An orgy. So I think it sounds more like it was just two people fucking and another two people fucking. But he said, like, it involved them. He does kind of say that they were involved. Is an orgy not just four people in the same room? Does it um, have to be sw- swapping? I suppose it has to be swapping. I shit, think all four people have to touch each other for it to be yeah, yeah. a four-way. So yeah, Ringo's virginity story is kind of normal. It's all right. Well, it's not normal. It's a classic outside. Like fucking outside. Classic <laughs> Liverpool outside. Millions of people watching. <laughs> yeah, watching. Ghost Riders in the sky playing in the background. <laughs> Just a classic British. Liverpool. Scouse <laughs> shag, isn't it? Scouse shag, yeah. Yeah, so you know Ringo's main first band was Rory and the Hurricanes, don't you? Yeah. Before the Beatles. I've never heard of them, have you? I'm not, you know. I don't know if they recorded much. I don't know if they recorded anything, but no interest in listening to them. This Rory Storm, the front man, is like a fucking movie star looks, really handsome. And he used to do shit like climb columns 30 foot high. Apparently like once, Eddie Vedder. Like Eddie Vedder, wasn't he? <laughs> Apparently once he climbed his 30-foot column and fell off, smashed his leg up, and he fell through a skylight in Brighton. Eddie wouldn't do that. Eddie yeah. had powerful upper body strength. <laughs> and big, meaty thighs. <laughs> he knew his way around a sky rig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the story. Ringo in this band, Roaring the Hurricanes, touring up and down the country on the pull. With Rory and the Hurricanes, we played loads of places, up and down the country and even abroad. When we came down to London for a gig, I remember that we went to the Lyceum and no girl would dance with us. As a group, five of us would line up and pick one girl and we'd say, Excuse me, do you want to dance? And she'd say, Oh, crazy. (laughs) And the next one would get the same. And I would say, Excuse me, do you want to dance? Piss off. (laughs) The only dance I had that night was a French girl who didn't know any better. That's how it happens. (laughs) What the fuck that? (laughs) That's a good story, isn't it? A line of five guys, five blokes, asking the same girl for a dance. Like, no, no. No, no, no. (laughs) Stupid French woman at the end. (laughs) I don't know any better. Yeah, like she's not all that. I can't say... I can't say no, because I'm French. He did get a fair bit of action with this Rory and Hurricanes, though. You know, they played Butlins for a few seasons. For a I, season. I know they was fucking bog-standard, like, entertainment guys, weren't they? They wasn't, like, edgy. But, like I said, this Rory songs, they're climbing shit, jumping around and stuff. You put on a show. All right, okay. One time they played a swimming pool, and at the end of the, the final song, he climbed up to the diving board, and as Ringo went, psh, like final thing dived off it into the into the pool yeah that's edgy that's edgy John Lennon's yeah. not going to be doing that no John Lennon didn't do that let's let's leave it alright okay <laughs> all right, come on this, this so, about- so uh, Beatles never played Butlins alright <laughs> alright so they've but- got the edge <laughs> alright between the, the Butlins criteria oh, Rory and your fucking <laughs> scaffold climbing fucking <laughs> you've been to those Iggy Pops type shit I know, but like it's Rory Storm in it. It's not Iggy Pop. <laughs> it's some Butlins guy who got pissed. You just pissed. think because he's called Rory, he just looks like a game. And he don't. Really. I know exactly what cool. he looks like because cool. I've seen the film with like the. Yeah, he was a teddy boy, wasn't he? Blonde teddy boy. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you blonde teddy bear. <laughs> Not your bog standard fucking brunette teddy boy. He's a blonde. Right, forget it, right? He's a blonde. I love him. <laughs> right, fucking... We'll let, you can have him. You can have him. I'll have Ringo. Right, here's Ringo and Rory on the pulling buttons. <laughs> A new coachload of girls would arrive every week at Butlins and we'd be like, hi, I'm with the band, you know. It was paradise for that. There'd be tears at the end of the week and uh, then a new coach. <laughs> In a way, it was part of the attraction of rock and roll. My main reason, of course, was to play, but you couldn't help but enjoy yourself at Butlins every week. I ended up living with an hairdresser in a caravan at Butlins. It was growing up. Excuse me. Everyone was on holiday. It was the same as does on now. Sorry, sorry. It should be goals, shouldn't it? They've made a mistake. It should be goals. I want to keep it like that. Oh, you dick. It's the same as does on now. Except that they go to Benidorm. <laughs> it sounds like something he'd probably say when he's drunk, like, incorrectly. Yeah. yeah. It's servants does on now. <laughs> and then they went to Hamburg. And then they went to Hamburg. <laughs> this is the Beatles. Yeah, finally in the Beatles now. Uh, Ringo's 20. Oh, no, they're in Hamburg, but it's not the Beatles. Ringo's just hanging out with them in Hamburg. Oh, shit, right. Yeah, it's a Pete Best time, wasn't it? Here's what he's got to say about it. We were 20, at least I was, and we're going to all the strip clubs and it was exciting. The closest I'd been to anything that... (laughs) 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 The closest I'd been to anything like that in Liverpool was watching nudes on ice. Those perspex boxes with naked women in who couldn't move. And suddenly in Germany, it was in your face. I was around all the clubs and we learned to stay up day and night. The fuck's nudes on ice? I've never heard of that. <laughs> That's all he had in Liverpool. Do you know what? I've Googled that as well. The only person who's ever talked about nudes on ice is Ringo. Ringo <laughs> no one yeah. doesn't exist. He's made it up. <laughs> but like lamenting that, oh, we only had nudes on ice. It sounds fucking ace. <laughs> yeah, it ice skating fucking nude women. Sounds amazing. No, have you, mixed, have you got mixed up here? Nudes and ice is the Perspex boxes with women in it. They're just like trapped in a box. <laughs> so okay. they're not even dancing. What the fuck? Anything on ice, Robocop on ice, just like dancing around with roller skates on, the shining on ice, just like... <laughs> shining on ice. Just any cultural program or film you can put on ice. But you don't put people in Perspex boxes... I found that mad, you know. So that's why we, obviously in the 50s or even the 40s. And suddenly in Germany it was in your face. Wouldn't it be in your face if they was like nude in a box and they couldn't move? Or are they really far away at a distance and you can hardly see anything? So how big is this arena that they're watching? (laughs) (laughs) It's like through binoculars. (laughs) I can't see ya. She's too far away. We'll never fucking know because it doesn't exist because it's not real. Ringo, if you're listening... Do you know Tell what? us about nudes on ice. He's saying it as if that's like, oh, fucking sick of nudes on ice. In Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, Every yeah. fucking weekend, we're going watching these ladies in the Perspex boxes. Ringo, what are you on about? 
I've never seen a lady in a Perspex box before in my life. <laughs> what do you want about John? Of course you have. Dudes are nice every fucking week. You're fucking tripping, Ringo. <laughs> it didn't fucking happen. <laughs> uh, did you know George Harrison shagged Ringo's wife? No. George Harrison shagged Ringo's wife. He was clapping and he shagged George's wife, wasn't it? Yeah, but George was in the middle of a lot of this shit. Uh, yeah, so Ringo's first wife, Maureen. This is 1973. They're all having a dinner party round at Ringo's and Maureen's. And then George turns to Ringo and says... You know, Ringo, I'm in love with your wife. Time froze. Everyone's just like, what the fuck? What's going to happen here? Is it going to kick off? Right. Yeah. And then Ringo just replies... Better you than someone we don't know. George asked why he'd hit on Ringo's wife, shrugged and said... Incest. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean? I think that shows he's a dirty fucker. And just like, oh, I like doing the That's roughest. no excuse though, is it? Oh, we just all fucking each other and fucking each other's partners. It's just what happens. Fucked up that though, innit, man? And they were good mates, you know. George actually got Ringo in the band and, and they were still mates way after this. Never fell out properly. So after this, anyway, that marriage with Ringo and Maury didn't last. In mid to late 70s, Ringo just went wild. He went out with Shelley Duvall of The Shining. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking bonkers. Mickey Delenz out of the Monkeys, his wife, he used to go out on the piss with Harry Nilsson, Keith Moon, and John Lennon for a time. They got kicked out of the Playboy Club for stabbing Playboy Bunny's asses with forks. Oh, well, that's naughty, isn't it? Yeah. So John Lennon and Yoko have just recorded two Virgins album, and John brings in the album, shows the cover to Ringo, and goes, what, what do you think? Yeah. This is what Ringo says. The cover was the mind-blower I remember to this day, the moment when they came in and showed me. I don't really remember the music. I'd have to play it now. But he showed me the cover, and I pointed to the times. Oh, You've uh, even got the times in it, as if he didn't have his dick hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, there's a newspaper. (laughs) Have you not seen my dick there? (laughs) Why why is John going, look at this, what do you think of that? (laughs) To all his mates in his band. That horrible, fuck off. (laughs) So is that, it's disgusting. (laughs) That's an interesting choice of paper you've got there. But what about my girlfriend's muff? (laughs) Yoko's got a minge out. This final one is probably my favourite story of them all. Nothing to do with sex, but I just fucking love it. So when he was a little kid, his granddad made him a train with an actual fire in it. We used to walk everywhere as kids. My big ambition was to be a tramp. Because I just walked to places. I was always an entrepreneur. And I decided I would charge people to have a ride. Or I would put on little plays and have zoos in the backyard. We'd have a spider in a jam jar, just local stuff. (laughs) No lions or tigers. Once we had a dead cheetah's skin from a guy in the Navy. (laughs) It would cost you half a penny to come in. <laughs> Fucking a good shit. <laughs> Spider in a jar. Roll up, roll up. Here we are. Spider in a fucking jar. Some bit of fucking skin. Ha <laughs> 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 
<laughs> what else is in there? <laughs> Just local stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just local stuff. Yeah, put on plays as well. That would be fucking awesome yeah. to see one of Ringo's plays. I'd, I'd go for that zoo. <laughs> Fuck it. Half a penny. You can't go wrong with half a penny. Yeah. Half a penny entry fee. Let's go. <laughs> Reopen it. Petition to reopen Ringo Zoo. We're not like yeah. sending letters anymore. No. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these stories are from the anthology, which was released in 2000, but all the interviews were done in the early 90s. Yeah, bullshit scale, what do you reckon? Oh, it's all true, that, yeah. Yeah. I still like him. This is what I'm going to say, yeah. He's not a con, is he? He comes across all right. Yeah, there's a couple of things I'm like, oh, come on, you shouldn't be doing that, but I don't begrudge it's him. It's forgivable, the stuff yeah. he does. Yeah, he come, I think he comes across okay. Yeah. I think he comes across okay, yeah. There's a couple of bits where I was like, oh, right, what are you like? But nothing damning in there, is there? Nothing so too bad at all, if yeah. we're talking woke or cancelled, which we should probably do. Yeah. Is he woke or is he not? Is he from a time respect for not? Respect for a person regardless of gender or creed. Is he not too sweet with what is unacceptable in the 21st century standards? Is he woke or is he cancelled? Is he woke or is he cancelled? Is it we have decided that? Uh, I'm saying woke. Yeah, well, we're not going to cancel him over anything here. Love. We've just got to go what's off here, and there's nothing cancelable here. Yeah. And he comes across quite well. Yeah. Who would you rather fuck, Paul or Ringo? Oh, that is tough. I'm going to go Paul, just because Paul's better looking guy. And it's a bit cooler to say you fuck Paul rather than Ringo. I'm not bothered about that. Huh? I think it's pretty cool to say you fuck Ringo. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, if you say you fucked a beetle, that's, you know, it doesn't matter which one. Yeah, well, then you can, like, if you fucked the shittest beetle or the best beetle. Yeah, so if you go to someone and say, I fucked a beetle, and, and they go, <laughs> not Ringo. <laughs> Tell Ringo. me we're Ringo. <laughs> yeah, we're Ringo. Oh, <laughs> he was all lined up there, bumholes gaping. <laughs> which one are you going to pop it in? You went for Ringo's bad move. <laughs> Alright, that's part one done. Part one of the Beatles episode done. Next Thank time. You very much for listening. And you can follow us on um fucking Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're on it on the ball. Totally. <laughs> you really this is it, you're channeling Ringo so well. You've you've telled him back to 1981. Yeah, anyway, so Instagram. Facebook, um, YouTube. Yes, yes, YouTube. <laughs> get on that YouTube <laughs> channel. Everything we've ever done Little is on streaming. YouTube. Get the get to be the fourth listener on YouTube. <laughs> Um, main thing um, is to just fucking subscribe on um, whatever podcasting platform you listen on and give us a like and a five star give us a like or a review or one star it doesn't matter just 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 do summer do summer <laughs> sake sick of fucking screaming into the void <laughs> show us you're there <laughs> right, right cheers bye thank you bye